All right, afternoon. Coach Sandy Clough, 104.3 The Fan in Denver. I was visiting with Jerry Kramer earlier this afternoon and mentioned to him the fact that uh, you had read his book, uh, Instant Replay, and he was very honored by that. He referred to you as Mr. Belichick. He was very appreciative. Uh, I'm wondering what you got out of that book in terms of uh, any kind of leadership foundation that you've built over the years. Yeah, I thought it was a great book. Um, really gave a lot of insight. Um, you know, to the team, to professional football, I was young when I read it. Um, George Plimpton's Paper Lion was uh, kind of a similar but different book. Um, and Jim Bowman's book on uh, uh, like Pennant Race or something like that that he wrote in the 60s. Um, uh, I mean, when you were a kid, I thought those were great books, like being in the locker room, being in the field, being in the huddle. Um, uh, being in the bullpen, you know, with all those in all those situations. So, I mean, I probably read those books like five times a piece at some point back there. So, yeah, it was great. And, of course, Jerry was, a, you know, a great player and um, had a great career. He's been a great man. Afternoon, Bill. Mike Petralia, CLNS Media. Um, a lot of talk, obviously, about player camaraderie in different locker rooms. I'm curious, from your perspective, coaching camaraderie, if it's the same, is it a different kind of um, dynamic and what it, how that might pay off at this time of year? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, the, co the coaching dynamic is a little different just because of the amount of time we spend together. Um, I mean, players spend a lot of time together, but I mean, you probably double that for coaches uh, from the morning meetings to all the practice film study and so forth with the players to the post practice nightly meetings preparation for the following day um, and of course on the days off uh, when the players are off the coaches are meeting game planning uh, and so forth so um, you know every coach uh, wants to do what's best for his what he's responsible for his unit or his um, side of the ball or whatever it happens to be um, at the same time you want to do what's best for the team so it's um, Sometimes there could be a potential conflict there. Um, I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of very unselfish coaches, great coaches that uh, in the end will put uh, maybe aside what is actually best for their unit or their position for uh, and understand what's best for the team. And sometimes as a coach, you just have to make that decision. And, um, not everybody's going to like it, but you do what's best for the team and move on and do it. So um, the ability of coaches to work together, um, offense and defense or Offense, defense, special teams, or the coaches within a particular side of the ball, the offensive coaches, defensive coaches, is um, it's critical to being productive. Um, and again, having been in all those positions myself, special teams, offense, defense, assistant coach, play caller, uh, head coach, uh, you know, you have appreciation for everybody's spot there in the roster. And um, each, each person has a specific set of responsibilities that interact with others. Uh, ultimately, um, they don't have the final say, uh, but they have an important role and contribution uh, to the team and, and to the staff. So there's a lot of balancing in there. It certainly takes um, you know, good people to, to work together to have productive um, staffs. And again, I feel very fortunate to have had a lot of those. Certainly, this is a, a great one and people that, that I have now, um, but I've had many along the way. And as an assistant was part of part of many. Um, you know, when I was with the Giants, 
Um, one of my relationships was with Tom Coughlin uh, when he coached the receivers and I coached the defensive backs in 89 and 90. Um, you know, we worked together on a daily basis, servicing each other, uh, and things that, you know, he would see that other teams did technique-wise. Um, he'd mention to me, or I'd mention to him, that receivers is a good pattern, this is a good technique, the way this guy runs this pattern, and so forth. And so it can be very beneficial to work with not only a, a coach on your side of the ball, but a coach on another side of the ball to, um, you know, to improve that way. So. Tom Bresenham was another one when he was the offensive line coach with the Giants. We used to talk a lot about, you know, blitz pickup offensive line play. And I learned a ton about offensive line play uh, from my riding to work with Tom. We lived close to each other and we'd ride to work and, you know, talk about things like that for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes a day. And, uh, and you, you can learn a lot doing that. So, yeah, it's a great, great question. It's a, certainly a, a big, big a lot of subject matter there, a lot of people involved, but it's it's critical to the success of the team. Question in the center left here. Hi, Bill. Bill Burt, CNHI Sports Boston. Hey, Bill. Uh, how are you? Um, obviously, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, both teams, schemes, Brady, uh, Gronk, taking out the best player and whatnot. Uh, James Devlin is going on seven years with you guys, and, uh, you know, doesn't get talked about a lot for obvious reasons, but he's had a good year production-wise, touchdowns, receptions. Can you talk about what he's brought to this franchise, maybe brought to you and, and this team this year? Well, I think uh, James epitomizes um, what a um, hard work, diligence, physical and mental toughness, determination, uh, how all that can result in success and a very successful career. Um, he's done that. You know, he spent a year on the practice squad with the Bengals, spent a year on our practice squad. Uh, was kind of a defensive player trying to play offense, looking for a home. Um, found one as a fullback. Um, plays in the kicking game. Is a very dependable player for us on special teams, a very dependable player for us on offense. Um, and again, he has a, a role that's um, important and we have a lot of roles uh, like that that are important roles to the team. It's not you know, about all, always a guy who scores a touchdown or uh, hits the quarterback or whatever. It's, it's about everybody doing their part, and, and uh, he's very dependable in his assignments, um, his toughness, his durability, uh, his blocking, um, and doing other things when he needs to do them, whether it's catch, run, cover kicks, and so forth. So, um, again, I think he has the as much respect as anybody in the locker room. Uh, he doesn't say a lot, but he, he works uh, as hard as anybody, and he's a very team-oriented guy that always does what's best for the team. And on a team, that's all you can ask for from a teammate. Um, and he always does that, and that's why he's, he's so respected and uh, I'd say admired, and he's a great example for not just young players, it's every player, in a, every person in the locker room, player and coach. He has a great attitude, works hard, does whatever he can to help the team. And that's, that's really what it's about. Coach Belichick, good afternoon. Federico Olvera, Radio 13, Mexico City. Coach, uh, I understand Rick Forzano was your mentor. What memories can you share about him today with us? And are there any other coaches? What memories that, about? About uh, Rick Forzano? Uh, oh. you, and are there any other coaches that influenced your career? 
Uh, yeah, we talked about Coach Hardin the other day. Um, yeah, Coach Rosano was a big influence on me. He was in the same time frame as, as Coach Hardin. And um, Coach Rosano and, and my dad, our families are very close, were close, are close. Um, they spent a lot of time together. I was a kid, I hung around my dad, and you know, I was in on a lot of those conversations. Uh, not to contribute to them, but you know, I, I learned a lot just by being around, listening. Um, Coach Rosano had a great style on the field uh, that was very, uh, he had a lot of energy, he had a lot of, it was a very positive coach, and, and I thought he communicated well with his players. He was a great teacher, um, and very innovative and creative like Coach Harden was. Uh, then. When Rick went to University of Connecticut um, in 64, you know, we always maintained a close relationship with him. He came back to the Naval Academy, um, you know, after a couple of years in pro football, spent a year with the Bengals with Coach Brown. And I certainly learned a lot from, um, about Coach Brown and his program and his system from Coach Rosano. Uh, and then, you know, he hired me in Detroit um, in 1976. So. Um, he's been a lifelong friend, mentor, um, and uh, he's had a big influence. Hey, Bob Glauber, Bob Glauber from Newsday. Bob. Bill, how are you? Having coached in so many Super Bowls, you've obviously seen a lot of practices in the week before it. Have you been able to draw any conclusions about how your team practices during that week and how they perform in the game, or is that not doable? And if you have any feeling about how this week's practices have gone now that we're near the end of the week, curious about that. Uh, I think our team's done everything we've asked them to do this week. Um, they've, they've worked extremely hard. Uh, they've been focused. They're, they've spent a lot of extra time doing things. The Rams are a, a hard team to prepare for, as we've mentioned. And uh, they've done a lot to try to put in extra time and preparation for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I can look back on other, other weeks and um, other years, and I think there's some correlation, but those games were, uh, they've all been very, very close, and uh, you know, it's always hard to tell what the, what the difference was, what the defining, what, what could have made a difference. I mean, ultimately, it's probably a thousand things, um, and we all feel, if they went, didn't go well, we all feel like we all could have made a difference, and the ones that, that did go well, um, Somewhere along the line, some little thing or things made a difference in those games too. But it's really hard to differentiate which ones are which. But you know, I think any time, all the practices at this time of year, generally, I mean, look, the players are they're playing the biggest game of the, the year, big, maybe the biggest game of their life, coaching the biggest game of your life. It's it's a great opportunity. You put everything you have into it and do the best you can. Um, there's mistakes on the practice field. Uh, you correct those and you learn from them and hope you execute them better if they come up in the game. Coach Andy Schultz, CNN. You and Sean McVay go, both got to be around the game of football at an early age, you with your father, Coach McVay with his grandfather. How do you think growing up or around the game of football helped shape both of you uh, into the leaders and coaches that you are today? Yeah, well, again, I can't speak for Coach McVay on that, but um, again, for myself, I, I was able to have the opportunity to observe a lot of different coaches and coaching styles, um, coaching philosophies, and uh, how they manage their players, how they manage the situation they were in and their interaction with the team and the coaching staff. Uh, even though I wasn't a part of a lot of that, I was able to observe it. And um, through those experiences, I think I uh, learned things. And um, again, I was very fortunate to be 
you know, around a great, a great Navy program at a time when it was, you know, one of the top programs in the country and was, um, it had people in it that were um, exceptional. And I didn't know any different. I thought that's the way it was everywhere. That was the way it's supposed to be. But as I look back, I now, you know, realize how truly special, um, hardworking, intelligent, unselfish, team-oriented, dedicated, uh, and so forth those teams were and the leadership that uh, the players brought, again, the Tom Lynch's, the Roger Staubach's, and the, you know, people like that, and, and the coaching staff. So, um, again, and I played for a coach who, in high school who had a very similar, similar philosophy. Um, Alan Irmer was a great, you know, he's a great coach, Hall of Fame coach in Maryland uh, in three sports, uh, football, basketball, and, and lacrosse, won state championships, so very accomplished. Um, and that was the way he did it. And so I kind of thought that's, that's the way it was. Um, I wouldn't say that is the way it is, but that's the way it was from my viewpoint. So you know, I think I learned the right way, and I was very fortunate to, to learn that. Um, in the end, my dad taught me it was just about, you know, his job was to scout um, and to prepare the varsity team um, by getting the other players to simulate the team that they were playing. And that was, you know, kind of his role and all that. He embraced it. They did a great job with it. And other coaches had their jobs, and they, they did them well to help the team. And so that's what I've always tried to do. Um, and that's what I believe in. And so I think those are very good influences. So I'm, I'm very fortunate that I had those. It's always about being unselfish, doing what's best for the team. That's, that's why you play football. If you like individual sports, go play golf, tennis, swim. You know, I mean, they're, they're great too, but, it, it, you know, boxing or whatever. I mean, it's just, that's, those are individual sports. You sign up for football, you sign up for the team, and you put the team first, you do what the team needs to do to win. And whatever your role is, player, coach. Hey, Bill, Mark Canizaro from the New York Post. Um, just wanted to, you, you're often crediting a lot of the people behind the scenes. Uh, Dante Skarnacki is a guy that you know has been around for such a long time. Can you speak about his importance to what what you guys do, and and, and get into a little bit about you bringing him back, and you know maybe how that went? Um, well, uh, Dante's, I mean, has had a tremendous tremendous career. Um, he's a great teacher. Uh, that's number one. He's a great communicator. Um, He's, you know, former Marine, so he's tough. Uh, he's mentally and physically tough. He's very demanding, but um, he does it in a good way. And uh, the players respond to his toughness and his demands. Um, and and they, they perform well together as a group. And we've had a lot of different groups over, over his tenure. Um, I really got a chance to work closely with Dante in 1996 when I came to the, to the Pacers that one year. Uh, so that was um, Al Groh. Uh, Romeo and myself and Dante and um, I mean that was a, a great a great staff I mean I think those guys um, are tremendous coaches and I was I was very fortunate to be working with that group I learned a lot from that group and as a group the four of us I thought worked together and and um, and did the kind of job that I feel like you you'd be proud of uh, to present to your players in that year and then uh, you know Things went a different way the following year, uh, but when I came back, um, you know, Dante um, had didn't have to stay, but he uh, ultimately did stay, and 
and you know has been with us ever since, other than the, the two years when he was in retirement. And um, I'm just so fortunate that that he did that. Uh, what a what a strong um, position coach at a critical position in the offensive line. He's developed so many players uh, from undrafted free agents to you know low draft choices to guys that you know say other people didn't think they would have big careers or so forth uh, that, that played very well, very consistently for us over a long period of time. And he's done a great job in terms of game planning, um, in-game adjustments, um, protections, protection adjustments. I mean, he just he does a phenomenal job in, in every area. Can't say enough about what he's done. Um, Ivan was here too. Uh, now I didn't, I mean, I knew Ivan from when he was at Syracuse, but Ivan and I had never worked together like Dante and I had worked together. And, and um, fortunately, Ivan stayed uh, from the 2000 season, has been here ever since. And so, you know, having those two guys on offense, even though we've had multiple coordinators with, uh, you know, I mean, Charlie did a great job. Josh did a great job. Billy O'Brien, you know, was, was fabulous. Josh has done a great job since he's been back. I mean, I've been very fortunate. But those two have essentially been there through. Um, you know, four different coordinators, three people, but four different kind of sets of coordinators there. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been an amazing um, level, I think, of coaching that our offensive players get in, in those groups from those guys and that our offensive staff has been able to, to consistently deliver. So um, very fortunate that, um, I mean, look, Dante did, you know, what he felt like he needed to do at that point, and then um, things changed. and. And um, I'm certainly glad he's back, and you know, I think he does a great job for us. We have one last question. Sure. Hi, Bill. Associated Press Broadcasting. In last year's game, the Philly special turned out to be a real pivotal play. I'm wondering, in a game of this magnitude, as a coach, do you tend to seek out big home run plays, or do you tend to usually try and play it more conservative? Yeah, I think you, in, in this game, to me, it's just like any other game. You try to do whatever you can do to win. And whatever play you think, um, or plays, or strategy, or whatever it is, whatever you, I mean, it's a one-game season. There's nothing else to save it for. So whatever's you think can make a difference, whatever you think's the, the right player, the right call, um, and maybe it's in the right situation, it'd have to be you know the right time to do it. Um, absolutely, I think this is, there's there's no other reason to to play this game other than to go all out to win it. So we always do that in every game. We treat every game that way. But certainly this game would be there's only you know I don't know call it 150 160 plays left in our season. So we need for all those plays to be our best plays, and that's what we're going to try to do. Thanks, okay, great. Thank Appreciate you. It.